this is Daniel White the third and oh what a day we had on yesterday three services gospel was preached in a very powerful way and I only say that because God is the only one who can do that as I have told you before God is the one who produces great meaningful services not gimmicks not methods but God Almighty through the power of the Holy Spirit so this is Daniel White the third with I believe the standing between the living and the dead service number 813 or 14 president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David this is episode number 167 shall we pray holy father god help your people to pray for in the words of your servant dr tony evans it is the greatest weapon we have and uh, so lord help the people who have gathered on here at this time uh, and uh, to not listen to me for those who come regularly they understand that this is not entertainment or church entertainment <clears throat> we're not in the entertaining business should not be and uh, so holy father god hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven I praise you and I thank you for the great services on yesterday. Lord, for you put them together by your might and your power and you gave, you gave me supernatural energy and strength to preach your holy gospel. Uh, and Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you tonight for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you tonight for your Holy Son, the gift uh, of the gift from you to us for our salvation, your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, tonight, I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. 
down through the years. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for all of the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. For those of us, Lord, who are saved, Lord, uh, and born again by your grace and by your mercy and love, Lord, we individually confess our sins, our failures, and our faults as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, as we from our heart, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And Lord, make us whiter than snow on the inside Cleanse us through your holy and precious blood of Christ. And Lord, uh, crucify our flesh, the old man within us, our old nature, and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Control us by your Holy Spirit. Grant us your energy and your strength, your unction and your anointing, your freedom and your liberty of your Holy Spirit, Lord, tonight, to serve you and to live for you not only in front, out in front, but Lord, behind the scenes. And Lord, we pray tonight that you would deliver us. Uh, for those of us who are saved by your grace, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, I do pray, Lord, uh, tonight, I do pray, Lord, that you would uh, do this, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord, help us to get caught up in what you are about in your kingdom and not ours. And Lord, I do pray that you would put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes and temperaments that we will not sin against you. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, tonight, help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent, uh, Lord, of our sins and get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for the salvation of the lost in the church and outside of the church. As you know, Lord, my wife, Marika White, is here uh, helping in the ministry. Uh, but uh, today she has, and yesterday, has proven herself to be still a lost person, a person who is not saved who acts halfway decent in church, 
uh, in the past, uh, but oftentimes not. But she has uh, proven that she is not only not saved and lost, she is demon-possessed, as I have told her to go into the store to get two different stores, two different days to get uh, a certain item and came back on both occasions lying, saying that they did not have it. <clears throat> two different stores, two different days. One was on Saturday and one today. And uh, Marika White, my wife, has been a liar all of her life, especially over the past 34 years, showing that she is not a saved person. For all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. I know that she lied because once she got back in the car, I walked into the store and saw uh, the items right where she was on both occasions. And, uh, and she got so mad about it, uh, she cursed her husband several times. Uh, this is not the mark of a saved woman. She would not do that in front of other people. She will only do that behind the scenes when she thinks, uh, I guess you're not listening and you're not watching, or church folks are not watching. And then she, uh, in public, acts like she's so innocent and so um, loving and wonderful. And she's been doing this for 34 years. Lying and stealing and uh, being dishonest and cursing her husband under her breath, uh, which shows not only a lack of salvation after 34 years, for she's been doing this for over 34 years, and I've always rebuked her for it. Uh, and uh, but it also shows that she's demon-possessed. Uh, it may shock some people, but it does not shock you, it does not shock me, and it does not shock her children. And uh, this is one of the reasons why it is best that, uh, as I have told them and told her, uh, that uh, uh, they would never have a situation where they would have to uh, take her in without me being there because it's going to be a total evil disaster unless she gets saved and so Holy Father God I, I know that you want to save her I know that you are available to save her uh, and I'm not shocked at the evil that she has done over the past few days uh, at all because she's been doing it for over 34 years. And it's all designed by the devil through her to try to hinder the preaching of the gospel and to try to hinder your uh, 
uh, holy word from going forth. Uh, now some of my sweet evangelical brethren would say, well, maybe you ought to tone down your preaching and, 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 and appease her and, and spend more time with her. And the truth of the matter is, she knows and I know, it would be even worse. That's what she wants. She wants us not to focus on you, not to focus on prayer, not to focus on the Bible and the preaching of your word. Uh, she wants uh, it to be a human thing up in here. And it will never be that, never has been that. Uh, and she is, the devil is mad as he can be about it. And she is mad too. And uh, she is shocked that I am telling uh, this truth to you publicly as I have told it to you privately. Uh, but uh, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her heart, her mind, her soul, and spirit. And I pray that she would allow you to save her soul. I thank you, Lord, for the liberty and the freedom, Lord, to, in uh, the transparency, to pray like this in public, as I have prayed silently, or rather in private, with my family and with all of my children hearing me pray like this. Uh, because uh, one of the things that it helps uh, tap down is the fact that men are not, husbands are not always wrong as the sweet evangelicals and the sweet charismatics and the sweet churches uh, and the sweet American society has set up that there are evil, wicked, demonically possessed women who look pretty on the outside, but they're devils on the inside. And nobody wants to believe that in our society today. But I <clears throat> do thank you, Lord, that more and more are coming around to understand that it's not just the man who's the problem. It's not the children who's the problem, not just the children. Uh, it is the wife, the woman, and the mother who is probably today the biggest problem in the family, in the church, and in society. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that if a person, a woman was saved, or a man was saved, they would act like they're saved. And they will suck it up and do what they're supposed to do, whether they feel like it or not. And Lord, the other reason why I thank you for giving me the liberty to pray like this and to preach on this publicly is because it is helping other women to understand uh, that they have a responsibility to be uh, the Christians that they say they are the wives and the mothers that they say they are and stop being hypocrites in the words of Spurgeon <clears throat> acting like angels in the church 
but acting like devils at home. And for some reason, many women have a tendency to do that. They don't want to hear it. They don't like to hear it, but it is the truth. And many men have backed up so much, like my dad did before he died, and he didn't have anybody to teach him. They, men have backed up so much that there are women who uh, have conceived in their minds to replace men. They don't need men. I remember, I remember as a little boy in New York City, I think 766 Chauncey Street, when my dad left the house and we were up there by ourselves and with our grandmother and mother and so forth. I remember very clearly my mother telling the children who were born at the time, I think we all were in existence, all four of us. Uh, everybody didn't understand, but I think my, my sister under me and I understood, but our mother, I remember my mother telling us, I think she was off to, going off to work, that we don't need him. We can do better by ourselves. And that kind of spirit has been in existence for many years, and it has done great damage to families and churches and cities and uh, this nation. And I thank you for raising me up to deal with it. And uh, I'm not going to be popular for doing so, but that's okay. Uh, I know that there are thousands of men and women who appreciate it. And, uh, and who are willing to stand with me. And so, Lord, uh, we do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there is another reason, too. And, Lord, I thank you for uh, bringing, bringing this to my mind. Uh, that uh, it's time out for people who are hypocrites behind the scenes in Christian families, quote-unquote, to be devils behind the scenes and act like angels in front of the scenes and then want to cry foul when they're the ones who are foul. And... uh, uh, And so, Holy Father God, I know that uh, uh, there are people, uh, sweet evangelicals and others, uh, who would say, well, why don't you just go ahead and divorce her? Uh, Well, Lord, you have not led me to do that, even as evil and demonic as she is. For my children's sake, I'm willing to uh, let her stay as long as she wants to stay. And right now she says she wants to stay even though she's doing this uh, foolishness and this evil uh, as a lost person. So Lord, help her to lay aside her pride, open her blinded eyes, and stop her deaf ears. For she is woefully deceived if she thinks that she's a saved person doing this evil, the same evil, after 34 years. And, uh, and Holy Father God, 
I pray not only for her, but for the salvation of all of our family members, some who are deceived just like she is, religious and lost. Uh, Lord, uh, I hope it's not the case, but I believe that my own mother is lost and not saved. She's very religious, but not saved. I believe that my sister under me is lost, and my uh, baby sister is lost as well. And I do pray for their salvation. I pray also, Lord, for uh, my wife's mother and aunts, who I believe are not saved. Just based upon their lifestyle and the evil that they produce and have done, and so, Lord, I pray that you would protect my family, all of my children that I had the privilege to raise particularly, to remember your holy word and to live by your holy word and not be contaminated by family members, friends and foes, and church members. Lord, it's, it's up to them. And, Lord, you did it in my heart, and, Lord, I believe that you can do it in their hearts. I also pray, Lord, for the thousands and millions of people who are just like my family members and just like I was. I got saved out of religion. I was already baptized. I was already singing in the choir. I was already uh, quoting scripture in the church plays. I was in church every Sunday because of the iron goodwill of my mother, and I am thankful for a mother who saw the need to keep her children in church. But I, I was lost, and you're the one, and only you, led me to salvation. For my parents did not know what real salvation was. Most of the people in the churches that we were members of didn't know what salvation was. <coughs> They were in church, but lost, as I was. And so I do pray, Lord, for their salvation. I pray, Lord, for the salvation of all people who are religious and lost, and those who are irreligious as well. And Holy Father God, for that, for I believe, and you have shown me, that this is the big problem that we have in the church today. We are acting like people are saved and they're not. And we have a church full of terrors, terrorists as I call them. trying to corral them to act like saved people and they are lost and on their way to hell and they don't want anybody to tell about their hypocrisy their phoniness and uh, Holy Father God that's uh, another reason why I, I am appreciative and I'm thankful that you've given me the liberty to do this now after doing it behind the scenes all of these years because one of the things that the devil and the devil's people hate <coughs> is exposure to the evil 
that they have done and that they are doing in their lostness and don't even want to get saved because they love their sin. They love to lie. They love to steal. They love to cause confusion. They don't want to let go of that. That's the reason why they don't want to get saved. They love darkness rather than light. And so, Holy Father God, uh, you won't make people get saved, and I can't. And so I'm not even asking my wife to, come on now, get saved. Come on now, get saved. She knows what she needs to do. Uh, and she knows how to do it. But I do believe that for the record's sake, she should let me know that she's renouncing her religion, false religion, uh, that she um, said she found down in Jamaica uh, when she was a youngster, uh, and take heed to the fact that nobody, none of none of uh, her children nor I believe that she has acted like a saved person over the past 34 years. And so, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for uh, giving me the liberty uh, to be transparent about it because, as you know, Lord, no husband wants to uh, say anything negative in any way about his wife in public because it strikes at his pride because a husband always wants people to think well of his wife uh, and so for years men do not tell the truth and uh, they put up with it and they deal with it and so forth and so on but it's time out for that it's time out for that now it's time for men to rise uh, in your love and call it as they see it because they are the authorities in their families not the women in society not the women in the church uh, not the wife and people need to start uh, as I was trained and so many others were trained in college in the helps uh, business we we were we were told to always believe the woman, always believe the woman. Well, it's time for people to believe the man. And uh, uh, when he says something, to believe what he says as well. And uh, Holy Father God, we are talking about saved men who love you. And we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight that you would uh, saved, or rather save the lost uh, around the world. Revive those who are saved. Uh, heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would 
draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for in spite of the devil, in spite of uh, Marika White allowing herself to be controlled and used by the devil, thank you for your holy word that has blessed my life and our family down through the years that we wrestle not with fresh uh, with the flesh and blood uh, uh, Lord thank you for showing me that it is the devil who works behind the scenes and uh, through her uh, and also sad to say the things that uh, she lied about when she went into the grocery stores and stores uh, they were for her for her own good and uh, uh, and that is very very unfortunate even especially at this stage and so Holy Father God I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed uh, deliver us tonight from all of our distresses and afflictions understanding that Lord we need to confess our sins we need to repent of our sins we need to turn from our sins and obey your holy word if you love me keep my commandments and obey your holy word and submit to you and holy father god i do pray if we have that kind of heart and spirit and attitude for those of us who are saved deliver us tonight with lessons learned and please do not deliver us if we have not learned the lessons you want us to learn. And deliver us, therefore, with all of that said from our tribulations and troubles, trials and temptations, tests and tensions. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, deliver us also from all of our spiritual mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for my son Daniel the Fourth and Danae, both of them who have helped and have resolved legal matters in the past that they would not listen to the devil and that they would step up and uh, help resolve these new and fresh uh, frivolous lawsuits against black Christian news, BCNN1. And Lord, we pray that uh, you will help them to get the right kind of lawyer uh, to resolve these unnecessary issues I believe uh, pointed towards us simply because we preach and stand against the abomination of homosexuality 
and homo, so-called homosexual marriage primarily and other issues as well uh, that we uh, uh, stand against in our wicked evil society as Christians by your grace. And so Lord we pray that any funding that needs to be raised that they would help raise it and uh, so that this so that BCN1 that has been used by me as a sword as Gideon used his and uh, as John R. Rice used the sword of the Lord uh, by your grace and so Lord I pray <coughs> that you will raise up all of the help that we need in abundance and protect us from these frivolous persecuting attacks and uh, Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I give it all to you and it is it is such a blessing such a great blessing to give it all to you when I pray when we pray those of us who do pray uh, we we can we can cast all of our burdens upon you because we know that you care for us and so Lord tonight lift all of our burdens cares worries and anxieties troubles problems and fears from our hearts tonight our minds and attitudes and spirits and Lord uh, because of the huge impact you have caused BCN1 to have in the nation and around the world, I do praise you and thank you for the help of all of my children, especially when they had pure hearts and they are still helping to this day in different ways. I do pray, Lord, that you will uh, raise up other people to take it on from here as far as, especially right now, regarding legal matters. Provide us the funding to pay good people to keep us out of uh, these attacks and out of trouble. And Lord, I pray also tonight that you would bless and protect, Lord, all of your people and every, everyone else, even in the midst of this time of chastisement, rebuke, and punishment that we deserve. Continue to protect us all, Lord, from a housing crisis, mass housing crisis, mass food crisis, mass medical crisis, mass uh, utilities crisis around the world. And Holy Father God, however, let your will be done. For we have done evil in your sight, gross evil in your sight in the church, and, uh, and have allowed and caused gross evil to take place in society. Because we have disobeyed your great commandment, and we have disobeyed your great uh, commission. So for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of those gross sins that we have committed to this very day. And uh, Lord, I thank you that 
you reminded me and uh, we passed out some gospel tracks uh, even today and I give you the glory the praise and the honor that as a family and as a ministry we've done this for 40 something odd years and Lord bless and anoint all of those tracks and save those souls and change their lives And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would protect, Lord, my family and, Lord, protect all other born-again Christian families and all other people. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and make us to be whiter than snow. And Lord, I know the devil is mad, very mad, after the uh, three great services on yesterday. Uh, It was another highlight in my life. And, And as I have said many times, because you have taught me many times, if the devil won't get you and won't attack on Sunday... Uh, be on the lookout for him to attack on Monday. And so, Lord, thank you for uh, helping me to always be prepared for that and not shocked. And so, Lord, I pray uh, tonight, bless the reading of your Holy Word, the teaching of your Holy Word, the preaching of your Holy Word, and the preaching of the Gospel. And Lord, bless people's hearts as many of them are getting ready to go to bed or they're already in bed. Some will fall asleep as I am uh, teaching your word and preaching your word. That's okay. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ, because we're not even worthy to even do that. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. I'm drinking tonight a tea called, I don't like the name, 
but it's from England, I believe. My son, Daniel White the Fourth, introduced it to me. Called Puka or Puka. I don't like the name, but it's a high quality tea. If you want to get some for yourself, if you're a tea lover like I am. But that's what I'm drinking tonight. And they have a tea called uh, the after dinner tea. For those of you who like to have a little something to drink uh, besides a glass of wine after you eat. Uh, and so I would highly recommend it to you. I don't get anything from this at all. I should, but I don't. And so, beloved, we're reading tonight Psalm 18.2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust my buckler and the horn of my salvation and high tower the Lord is my rock Spurgeon goes on to say in the treasury of David one of your favorite podcasts and my fortress dwelling among the crags and mountain fastnesses of Judea David had escaped the malice of Saul and here he compares his God to such a place of concealment and security Believers are often hidden in their God. Allow me to say that again to you because that is profound and it is so true. Believers are often hidden in their God from the strife of tongues and the fury of the storm of trouble. Some of you who are caught up in the American way of doing things, you are shocked that I would stay with such an evil witch of a woman. Let me help you to understand something about God, God's grace, and Jesus, and His mercy. See, you don't have to run from your marriage if you're saved and born again. You're hidden in God, and you're hidden in Christ. The Bible even says that. And 
If you're truly born again and saved, I cannot explain to you why it is easy for saved people to deal with uh, persecutors and Judases and lost people with great calm and great love and with tough love too. See, there's things that I don't do now in dealing with her that I did do when the children were here with me. You understand? Because I was harder on her because I was not going to let her discombobulate my children's lives. Because somehow God put in me and helped me to understand that you need to have order and peace in your home when your children for sure are there. Uh, you, you need to provide for them order and peace. You need to provide for them protection even from an evil parent who will not tell them I love you on purpose who will not remember their birthdays on purpose, who will not hug them on purpose just because they're demonically evil. And I know that some of you sweet evangelicals, uh, you know about it, but you won't say anything about it. And you want to criticize others whose marriages are still intact and yours is not because you believe more in the American way and no fault divorce then you uh, believe God's way in the Holy Bible. The devil is a liar and you're a liar too. See? And, and you, you, you would rather destroy and shoot a big old cannonball through your children's hearts because they don't want the divorce thing. I can assure you that. I was listening to an interview uh, with a, a Christian woman from Fox News and uh, who she, she expresses that she really loves the Lord. Uh, <laughs> but I think she's shacking up too, so I don't know. But anyway, she was interviewing Tim Scott. And so he said, well, you should not say, well, no, I don't care. No, you claim to be a Christian, you ought not be shacking up. I don't give a flip who you are. Uh, how much money are you getting paid? Or how beautiful you are? It makes no difference to me. And I like her. But she was interviewing Tim Scott. So don't bother me with that. I told Kim. I told, talk, said the same thing about Kim. Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. Up here now. Up there hauling around with another man while she's married. A cougar. And now she's saying the same negative things about. Uh, this boy, that's all he is, a boy, he was very dumb to even do that. Very dumb. Dumb acting. She was saying the same things about her husband. He's 45. She's saying now that, oh, he was just so immature. And he was so uh, childish and all of that. Oh, yeah, really? Okay, oh, okay. 
and, and, and you tore down your family and tore, tore the hearts out of your children and took them away from their loving father who's crazy about them to go whore around with some young buck. I guess, I guess, all, you know, the, the big talk about sex and all of that. It was not, it, it was not enough to hold you, huh? Huh, Kim? What happened? See, see, see. And, and, and some of you women need to get off of that. Uh, lying to men and telling men that, you know, if the sex is good, I'll stay and all this kind of thing like that right there. Uh, there are women who have left the best sex of their lives because of other issues or they came up with other issues. See, Because they are silly-minded and fickle and have no constitution and have no conviction about God and the Word of God. And Kim, Kim, uh, and I love Kim. I love her. I love the whole family. I, I'm not mad at anybody. But uh, uh, she claims to be a Christian. And that foolishness that she did to her husband and to her children, that is almost unforgivable to me. And I hope, I hope that he can, do what he, he can do what he wants to do. I'm all for people getting back together. You know that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't get back with her. I would not. And yes, I do call her a cougar whore. That's what she is. And if you're doing the same thing, that's what you are. That's why you get mad. I wouldn't call any woman a whore. Well, that's what she is. I didn't call her. God called her that. And a man who does that is a whoremonger. But when you have four children, and you're doing all that, you're you, you, you asking for trouble. Big time. Anyway. But she was interviewing Tim Scott, I think his name is. He's a senator. He's a Christian, out-and-out Christian, love the Lord, and uh, he made it without his father. His father left him when he was seven years old, Left, divorced his mother, left a big old hole in his soul that uh, he has not recovered from since. Now, I, I thank God I've never experienced that. I don't know why God blessed me to have my parents stay together. They had a hellacious marriage. But they stayed together. That, and I never even thought about them getting a divorce. Even when they separated. I, didn't, I, I was not worried about that at all. I just somehow knew that my dad and mom were going to stay together. Now, I'm a big old tough fellow. Mentally, emotionally, I'm a type A individual. You know, I don't let people bother me. God wired me a certain way. I don't let people, family members, anybody bother me. with their mess. See? I'm, I'm, I'm on point. I'm going to be on point. I'm going, I'm going to stay on point with what God called me to do until I die by the grace of God unless I lose my mind. Okay? <clears throat> but that right there, excuse me, that right there would have discombobulated me. Okay? <clears throat> 
I don't know. I cannot explain that to you. I cannot tell you why I know that would have bothered me and left a big old hole in my soul. I thank God even though they were not perfect parents. They, nobody taught them. They came out of Jim Crow. My dad almost out of slavery. And doors started opening up. And you know what they said? They said what you would have said. I'm going to give my children everything I didn't have. And that is not, we all know now that's not good. That's why the baby boomer generation is the worst generation ever. We got people who are in the, are in the baby boomer generation who are crazy in the head. And that's why the millennials are messed up. And that's why the, uh, the Z's are messed up. Don't blame them. Blame you. You old heads who still think you cute and who still trying to get your groove on with somebody else's husband and somebody else's wife. Have you lost your righteous mind? Sit your fat behind down somewhere and be a grandmother and be a mother. See, that's what you don't want to do. You don't even want to be called a grandmother. You get offended when people say to you, yes, ma'am, you old as Methuselah. Sit down somewhere and take them tiny jeans off, those skinny jeans off. Skinny jeans are for skinny people, not you. Don't get mad with me. I don't know what, 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 what's wrong with you. You don't love and care for your children. You don't love and care for your own grandchildren. You still trying to be cute and trying to hook somebody. And old me, you baby boomer men. You, you, you know you're not right. You old dirty dog. Trying to still trying to be cute, trying to be with somebody uh, twenty years younger than you. You ain't got nothing going on, man. You better take your metformin and take your uh, uh, your heart medication before you have a heart attack. Yeah. Trying to be cute. I mean, you're 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 deluded. You have deceived yourself. You have bamboozled your own self. And you run amok, baby boomer generation. I'm talking to you. I, and I'm in that generation. You're crazy. And children and, 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 and grandchildren don't, don't even have anybody to look up to. No instruction. No wisdom. No knowledge. No understanding. And you're worried about your children. You say, well, preacher, why are you not worried about yours? Because I spent all of my time, for the most part, with my children. I enjoyed every moment of it. Okay? I thank God that I did that. I, 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 God led me to stay home because I could not depend upon my wife to raise the children. I didn't have a Billy Graham wife. She didn't, and let me tell you, Billy Graham was great because his wife was great. Because she took care of those children while he was preaching around the world. When I saw that my wife and, and my uh, woman and my, uh, the mother of my first child, 
I mean, this was just the first shot. Thank God. I didn't wait till the second, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. God spoke to Maha, you need to stay. Uh, you've been on the road a long time, almost 10 years, uh, and I appreciate it. But you need to stay put to protect your children. And you, uh, But I want you to stay in the ministry full time, as I told you. So I want you to start a church. Now, I didn't know it then. I'm not, I'm not a pastor. I, I knew that. But he wanted me to start the church. I got comfortable in starting the church, and I wanted to stay there. And God was telling me to move on. And uh, and, and 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 how many of you know that if uh, you don't move like He wants you to move, He will move you. <laughs> but I didn't see it then. I didn't know it then. But He was preparing me for a greater ministry. Uh, a national, worldwide ministry, which I was already doing that, traveling all over the world, but, but, but he was preparing me for something else I didn't even know, didn't even see. That's why, people, you better follow God. Lest you miss what God has for you. And all things do work together for the good. And... In fact, God was preparing me for something. I, I was hearing a little bit about the internet, but I never. I, I, in fact, I, I said to my pastor and my my preacher friend, Dr. Andrew Hamilton. I said, "Man, I said people are trying to get me to use the internet and ministry and all that." I got a man up in Philadelphia pleading with me to get a website, and he built the website. I had a uh, flame that was actively, you know, kind of looking like a flame and all of that. And I, I told uh, Dr. Andrew Hamilton, I said, I don't see how anybody can use the computer and the internet for the ministry. And then God told me to go to Dallas. I was planning on go, going to Dallas Theological Seminary and uh, I walked into the uh, Dallas Theological Seminary and I saw something on the bulletin board about internet evangelism and the rest is history. And then my daughters, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, and Danielle. And uh, Danny helped with other things regarding this, but they were the main ones who helped me to start uh, outreach, gospel outreach evangelistic outreach. They were the main ones because they they somehow found a site where people were getting saved and so forth. They turned me on to it. was two of them. They turned me on to it, buddy, and the rest is history. Now, uh, to give you an example, just on uh, yesterday, uh, I preached three times, plus we have video uh, going on three times a day. And so basically I preached six times around the world. And if you add it all up, I, I would imagine close to 14,000, 15,000 people. And we're not even counting all the stats on all the platforms. I heard the gospel yesterday. Right from where, uh, right from where I'm at. Don't don't listen to me. Don't you ever underestimate what God can do. Don't do that. And so God told me to just stay put, and you start that church, and and I'm going to teach you some things while you're starting the church, 
and uh, and I know you're going to go show winning and you're going to pass out millions of tracks and you're going to lead people to Jesus. I know you're going to do that. Uh, but I, I want you to I want you to understand what a pastor goes through as well, and so I'm going to take this bad situation that you have with your wife, uh, uh, not taking care of your first daughter with her, uh, and have you to stay put so you can be home every day. And that's what happened. So I could watch her. And make sure she takes care of my child right. And continue to preach the gospel. Full time. See. But anyway. Tim Scott said that left a big hole in his heart. It broke his heart. Because he said, you look up to your father. He used the wrong word. He said, you worship your dad. We don't worship nobody but God and Jesus. But you know, he he he, he went overboard. But, but you know, it broke his heart. <clears throat> By the grace of God, somehow he made it. Anyhow, became the first black senator, I believe, from um, South Carolina. I believe. I don't know. Uh, in modern times, for sure. And so Spurgeon continues the clefts of uh, the rock of ages are safe abodes. You just hang in there with God. Okay? It doesn't matter what your spouse does. See, if you truly... I, 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 listen, this is a fact. If you're truly born again, Jesus can hold the marriage together. And, get, and hide you in the cleft, cleft of the rock. Where you're not discombobulated and frustrated and angry and bitter and mad at the evil spouse. Now I cannot explain how God does that. I, I, don't, I don't know how he does that. I don't know why... Uh, I can see my wife do evil such as lie about the things she lied about regarding the store and then curse her husband under her breath and uh, steal from her husband and all of that, lie on the children in the past and so forth and, and, and stay with her. That's Jesus. That is not me. Okay? That's God. Hidden. I'm hidden in God. Hidden in Christ. And he's the one dealing with all of that. And, and, and he has his reasons why all of that is happening. For all things work together for the good. I asked you the question the other day. Why is it that sweet evangelicals and Christians, they use that verse for everything under the sun but a bad marriage? A marriage that is growing sour. They never say that. They never say that to the pastor. Right before they go to the divorce court. They do not say that to the counselor. The church counselor. Right before they go to the divorce court. You know what? Because by that point. They are hell bent. On taking advantage of no fault divorce. The American way. And you're, you're hypocrites. You're phonies and fakes. 
and you're disobeying God. And I'm going to tell you something that I believe. Most of my pastor friends are not going to agree with me. But let me just help you. Now, this is what I believe, truly believe. And this is one of the reasons why I don't think about divorce. Oh, I'm tempted. I know how people can get there. But here's what I believe. And I know most of my sweet evangelical pastors, bless their hearts, they don't believe this at all. And most of you don't believe it. But see, I believe that when Jesus said, <clears throat> if you divorce without grounds, which I believe is gross adultery, where, where you... Uh, I don't. I don't believe it's just a one-time thing. Probably for the man it is, but for the woman, uh, in most cases, it is not. But you do whatever you want. <clears throat> that if you divorce without grounds and you marry somebody else, see that says to me. That you're lost. And you're on your way to hell. Because you're living in adultery. So when you step out into death. You, 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 you're going to hell. That's, that's what I believe. If you can get a divorce. And, and, and break up your family. Break the hearts of your children. Because that's probably one of the main things God is concerned about. Those children he blessed you with. And now you want to act, act like this right here. And break their hearts. God is, very, God, God is very sensitive about stuff like that. Just like you're sensitive about things. You're so big and bad that you're going to uh, tear asunder the marriage in the family. And you're going to go marry somebody else who probably married somebody else. And all kinds of mess like that right there. That's going to be hell for everybody for years to come. I believe that you are lost and you're on your way to hell. I, you, what I'm saying to you is that. Uh, you know why. <clears throat> people like. Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Lois Evans stayed together and raised their children to death, did them part. It's not because they are better than anybody else. It's not because it was a perfect marriage all of the time. It's because of one reason. They both had Jesus living in on the inside of them. And that goes for everybody else who's saved and they stay married. Because what Jesus will do to you on the inside is he will give you a healthy fear of him, of God, and of violating God's word. A healthy fear if you're born again, if you're saved. See, this is the reason why I know that my wife is not saved. Because a saved woman would not lie to her husband and be shown the lie and proven that she lied and still get mad and angry and, and try to deny it. A, 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 a truly saved person is not going to steal from her husband 
and lie on her children for 34 years. That, that, that's not possible. Okay, you don't worry, don't worry about her. She's standing right here helping me in the ministry. She's been hearing this for 34 years. So she knows what I'm saying. And she knows what I'm going to say. This is for your good. You need to examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. A woman, man, you men who do this foolishness. You got girlfriends on the side and all that. And then you, you uh, want to get a divorce because you're sick and tired of her, your wife. Which you're going, everybody's going to get sick and tired of sinners. God is the only one who uh, has that kind of mercy and grace and forgiveness. I don't know how God puts up with us. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand his love like that. I, don't, I can't go that deep. <clears throat> okay? And, and both of you already made up your minds that you ought to get a divorce. You're going to get a divorce. You got 3.5 children whose hearts are broken, begging you not to do it. And you hell-bent on doing it. You know why? Because you're lost. You're not saved. And you go ahead through with it. And, and, you, and then you do all, go through all of this death march foolishness. Because it's going to be a death every time. Every time you uh, take the children over here. Take the children over there. You meet in the park. You do all of this mess. Every graduation. Every school year. Every Christmas. Every New Year. Every funeral. Every family gathering. Hellaciousness, pain, heartache, tearing, literally tearing the hearts out of your children with this back and forth bull. That's all it is. I don't care if you like it or not. It's nothing but bull. Selfishness. For you to, you, you have to be lost to put your children through that. going to court, going to law, and that before the unbelievers. Why not suffer something for the sake of Christ? For your children's sake. At least stay together until your children are gone. At least do that. Which will still be wrong. Because you're going to still break their hearts as adults. In the words of Crystal, Evans Hurst, that little girl heart is still there. That little boy's heart is still there. Why do that? See, that's what I believe. My theologian friends and my pastor friends, they're never going to say that. They're never going to say that. But I believe you're lost and on your way. It's, a, it's an indicator, a sign that you are not born again. To me. Because I, the only reason why I'm married to my wife Marika White. For 34 years with all of her foolishness and sin and evil. Nasty attitudes. Not loving her children. Not saying I love you to her children. Messing up their birthdays. Burning their cakes on purpose. A bad attitude from day one. Cursing her husband under her breath. Uh, uh, not wanting to hug her children, all of that. 
And by the way, for a man, that is far worse than what you say about him or say to him. Uh, he can, he's big enough to handle that foolishness. But when you mess over the children and you act stupid regarding the children, you're going to you're going to get your behind in trouble with that man. I don't care what anybody says. So you don't do that. And it is crucial and it is important that the saved parent makes the environment as best as possible. Which sometimes meant for me to tell my wife to shut up. Why? Why? Uh, why not? Because nothing but the devil is coming through her with her, her, her talking and running off at the mouth. Shut up. I want peace and quiet. I don't want you to say a word. Just pray. Even though I know she really doesn't know the word of prayer, you still are going to pray up in here. Because we don't want to hear your mouth. And I want you to sit down and teach your children. And that's what I told her. Hundreds of times. Because, see, one thing about lost people, the way that you can tell a person is lost, they have no concept of obedience. None whatsoever. It's, it's a constant rebuke for people who are who are lost and 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 not saved because they are constantly disobedient. They have heard you tell them what to do a thousand times, but they still do the evil that you told them not to do. That's the mark of a lost person. Save people learn obedience at some point. Okay? See. So, you hide in God if you're a child of God. Stop trying to handle... See, see the devil and that disobedient, rebellious, lost spouse or family member or whatever, they want you to try to handle them by yourself. And they will wear your behind out. If you do that, you stay in the cleft of the rock. You stay in God. You stay in Christ. How do you do that? You pray without ceasing. And you mark my words. If you pray without ceasing like God has told you, like Jesus told you when he said, uh, gave a parable to this end, that men are always to pray and not to faint. You do what God has told you to do. Pray without ceasing. You do what God has told you to do. Continue instant in prayer. You do what Jesus told you to do. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. For the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. You do all of that right there. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord by staying on, uh, keeping your mind stayed on his word. And in prayer, God will speak to you. You mark my words. God will talk to you. If you talk to God, God's going to talk to you. And God will give you a heads up on every devil in your family. Including your spouse. And that prayer and reading the Bible serves as a block. It, it kind of, I received the package today. I wish I had the, I think, uh, my wife threw it away. I received the package today from Amazon. I've never seen a Packing inside packing like this ever 
but it had it had my pro my product all wrapped up. My product did not feel anything or hear anything or see anything while it was coming to me. All wrapped up, blocked up. It was something to behold, and that's what the, that's what God would do to your devilish family member or spouse or whatever the case might be through prayer and keeping your mind still, and He'll wrap you up in the cleft of the rock. He'll hide you. I cannot explain it. And you can have uh, extraordinary joy, extraordinary peace, as my wife has seen me have for over 34 years. She's never seen me depressed. She's never seen me defeated. She's never seen me disgusted. No matter what the devil did to her, no matter what the devil did to me, never, 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 never. And my children have never seen me this way before. That way before. Sad, despondent, defeated, disgusted, depressed. You know why? Because God will bubble wrap you. And you can't even hear the devil working through that person. What? It don't even face you. It don't, don't bother you. You say, well, didn't it hurt you when your wife lied about uh, the products that were in the store? And she said they were not. And watch this. The Guess why she didn't get them. Because of pride. I told her to get certain items. I said, get, don't get the name brand. Get the store brand. For, and this was for her. This is to save money, too. But she's so proud. Well, I, I want to get the name brand for myself. So that's, that was one store. The next store, same thing. The product was right there in the second store. I sent in there twice. I said, I know it's there. Get it. But no, she wanted the name brand. I said, get this, I said, get this right here specifically. Went in there twice and lied to me twice. You know what I did? And I was getting ready to go home. You know what I did? That was today. The other one was on Saturday. I, went, I just got out of the car and went in there. And, and got the stuff that she lied about. She didn't want the Dollar General brand, the DG brand. And then today, that was on Saturday. And it's just as good as anything else. But she wanted, she, she wants me to spend extra money because she thinks she's special. I said, no, Negro, uh-uh. No, we don't have that kind of money. Do that? See? And then today, I told her to get something specific. And I said, I know it's in there. She went in there twice, came back to the car and lied to me twice. Hoping and thinking that I was not going to go. And I was getting ready to go home. Because the product had a good price on it. But I, I, it was a matter of principle. So God, I believe, told me to turn around. Go in that store. Because you, you're not going to rest anyway with her lying to you like this. And you know she's lying. And so I went into the store myself. And found exactly. In fact, I only had one more left. Found exactly what I told her to get. At the right price.
and took it back to the car and called her liar to her face. How, how do you deal with that? I don't have to deal with it, with it at all. God is one. I stay prayed up. I'm going to pray without ceasing. So I'm not bothered by uh, evil and foolishness like that. Uh, you know. Especially with, you know, I'm in an empty nest situation. Uh-uh. As long as it's not affecting the children, I'm cool because I can handle it. It doesn't bother me. And I already know that she's this way. And only lost people do that. And what you do, you sweet evangelicals and you sweet charismatics and you sweet Baptists, you know what you do? You, you just let it go. You let it go. You don't say anything about it. She says she's a Christian and so she's a Christian even though she's lying to her husband, lying on her children, uh, stealing from her husband, then lying on her children about it, all that kind of stuff like that. That's not Christianity, friend. I don't know what that is, but that's not Christianity. People who are saved don't mind being rebuked about the evil they did. They already know they did evil. They already feel bad about it. So you need to go ahead on and uh, tell them the truth. In fact, contrary to what you think, they're not going to stay long with you. And want to stay long with you if you don't tell the truth to them. One of the reasons why my wife is still here after all these years. Every time she did anything evil like that, I rebuked her for it. And, and she knows nobody in the world is going to what? Watch this. Love her like that. She knows that. Her, her parents won't do it. Her aunts won't do it. Nobody will do it. And they're, they're to blame for raising her, up that, raising her up that way. So you just, as a child of God, you stay in the cleft of the rock of Christ and God. And you pray to God and you let God deal with it. And protect you from it. And, 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 and as I told you, my wife will tell you she's never seen me down, defeated, disgusted by what the devil did, by what she did, and nobody else did. And I cannot explain that to you other than the bubble wrap that God puts around a child of God if they stay prayed up and, and, and in the Word and meditating on God. Don't worry about it. You don't need to be all discombobulated and sad and despondent and defeated like I see so many of you people who claim to be Christian. You may be lost. Have you ever thought about that? You might need to examine yourself. Why you? How can you be call yourself saved and you let human beings discombobulate you, keep you doing from keep you from doing what God called you to do? You're sad, defeated, disgusted, angry, got a nasty attitude. I don't care what it is. That, that, that's not Christianity. I don't know what, what you're thinking, you people who call yourself saved. And you don't have a lick of joy. You don't have a lick of peace. And you're joining the world system of trying to manipulate things to go your way. And then when you get what you think is going your way, it's messed up. And you're sad, despondent, and defeated by that. You, you, you know why? Because you're not 
saved or you're not right with God or both. Something is wrong. <clears throat> Something is wrong, people. If you, how can you be depressed, suicidal, curled up in a fetal position with Jesus, who is resurrected from the dead, in you? I don't understand. That, that, I, I do not understand that. Something is wrong somewhere. And, and, and my wife, Marika White, has been like that as well all of these years. Depressed, sad, defeated, disgusted, frustrated, mean, hateful. Bad attitude from day one. My children and I saw her have a halfway decent attitude one time when we went to Chuck E. Cheese and she didn't have to deal with the children. She can sit there and do her little work and everything like that. That's the only time we saw her smile and have a, a good attitude and spirit. She didn't have to deal with her children. That's not, uh, that's not Christianity, people. And, and again, she's right here. She knows I'm telling the truth. And uh, this is for you. You don't have to worry about us. And I've already raised my children by myself. So if she wants to leave, she can leave. That's all right. It would be uh, not good for her to do that. Because uh, uh, I believe that I'll be able to marry somebody else. I believe I have to talk with the theologians. and Because I, and I, I have to have it. I have to have me a woman. Uh, I have to. I guess I have to ask the theologians, uh, the, the doctors, may I have a concubine? My deliverer, God is my deliverer. Jesus is my deliverer. And if you save your deliverer, interposing in my hour of peril, when almost captured, the Lord's people are rescued from the hand of the mighty by him who is mightier still. Go ahead, Spurgeon. This title of deliverer, has many sermons in it. Go ahead, Spurgeon, it does. And is well worthy of the study of all experienced saints. My God, this is all good. Things in one. There is a boundless wealth in this expression. It means my perpetual, unchanging, infinite, eternal good. He who can say truly, my God, may well add my heaven, my all, my strength, my deliverer. This word is really my rock. Are you hidden in the cleft of the rock, dear child of God tonight? Or are you filled with worry and fear and anger and depression and sadness because of what other people are doing. You are allowing that if you're a child of God and you need to stop it. You can't change people. You can't make people get saved. I can't make my wife get saved. God won't make her get saved. You can't make your spouse get saved. You can't make your teenager get saved. You can't make your young adult get saved and act right and do right. Nobody can do that. 
Okay? You just make sure you do your part. See? And I've told my children, I've done my part by the grace of God, and I have complete peace, and God has rewarded me with great memories, precious memories. Can you say that? Child of God? Have you done your best for the Lord and for your family? Stay in the cleft of the rock of God in Jesus in the sense of strength and immobility. My sure, unchanging, eternal confidence and support. Thus the word rock occurs twice, but is no tautology. Go ahead, Spurgeon. For the first time, it is a rock for concealment, but here a rock for firmness and immutability. In whom I will trust, faith must be exercised or the preciousness of God is not truly known and experienced. And God must be the object of our faith. Our faith is mere presumption. My buckler, warding off the blows of my enemies, shielding me from arrow or sword. The Lord furnishes his warriors with weapons, both offensive and defensive. Our armory is completely stored so that none need go to battle unarmed. The horn of my salvation enabling me to push down my foes and to triumph over them with holy exaltation. My high tower a citadel high planted on a rocky eminence beyond the reach of my enemies from the heights of which I look down upon their fury. Without alarm and survey a wide landscape of mercy reaching even unto the goodly land beyond Jordan. Go ahead Spurgeon. Here are many words, but none too many. We might profitably examine each one of them had we leisure. But summing up the whole, we may conclude with Calvin that David here equips the faithful from head to foot and protects them surrounds them, if you will, with, and I'm adding this, some powerful bubble wrap. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you so much for your holy word and this great reminder from your holy word. And thank you, Lord, for your servant. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he being dead, yet speaketh by your grace, by your might, and by your power. And Lord, help those of us who are saved and born again 
filled with your Holy Spirit to continue to walk in you and to stay hidden in you, to stay in the cleft of the rock so that you will always fight our battles and protect us and Lord in such a beautiful way that we don't even hear the noise and we're not bothered by it. At the same time, Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of those who are religious but lost and those who are irreligious and lost. Lord, help them to come to know your Savior. You are already available. You already have done everything for them to get saved. All they have to do is humble themselves down, lay aside their pride, and believe in you once and for all. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray that they would do it tonight. Amen. Now, dear friend, thank you for listening to the White House family reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, here's how you can be saved from hell and walk with the Lord throughout this life and in the life to come. In that wonderful place called heaven, First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Holy Bible states in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Third, dear friend, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now as I speak. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, dear friend, that is all very bad news. But here's the good news. I have some good news for you. It is called the gospel. Gospel means good news. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So just believe in your heart, my dear friend, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ paid your sin debt. 
that you, O God, Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins as the sacrificial Passover lamb of God for the sins of the whole world. Jesus Christ went through hell and went to hell for you so that you would not have to go to hell. He was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you and for me and for everybody so that we can live eternally with him in heaven. He did it for you and me. He did it for us. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul and he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what, you ask? Saved from hell. Saved to what, you ask? Saved to heaven to be with God and to be with Jesus Christ and to be with the angels and the saints of God forever. My dear friend, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead uh, by the power of God, trust in him today. Believe in the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ today and uh, in your heart. And please pray with me this simple prayer called the sinner's prayer, which should be a reflection of your heart, of what you want to say to God since you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I have done some bad things in my life in your sight. I am sorry for my sins, and today I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon me, and please forgive me of all of my sins. Please forgive me of all of my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul from the hell that I deserve and save my soul to the heaven that I don't deserve. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins and to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I do pray. 
Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a proper request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer.